Welcome to Sweet Talk, the show where our voices are heard and our narratives are told in a way that only we can tell it. It's our unapologetic truth. It's how we learn from one another. It's how we help one another heal. And most importantly, it's how we grow. It's the show where we have honest conversations about being black or brown in America. Nothing is off limits. Our guests are everyday people like you and me. I'm your host, Kali. So join me at the kitchen table. Do you find that when your relationship moves to a new level and the commitment strengthens, you get nervous and subsequently try to sabotage it by looking for a way out? Are you always entering in relationships that you know are doomed from the beginning? Are you afraid to lose control or does some part of you believe that you're actually unlovable? Is this you? If so, you're not alone. Many people are deliberately self-destructive in relationships using these same self defense mechanisms to keep them from a potentially happy relationship. Joining me to discuss ways we sabotage our relationships intentionally and unintentionally is Amber Sutton and Raphael Tommy. So grab a cocktail or a mocktail and join the conversation. For tuning in. How come our relationships don't look like those in the movies? Have you ever met someone new and happily dated for a little while? The connection was great. The sex was on point. You start spending more and more time together and begin considering becoming a couple. But then you stop replying to their texts right away or vice versa. You cancel dates. You avoid talking about things or taking things to the next level. Not long after that, the relationship is over. Does this sound like something that's happened to you? If so you might be self-sabotaging your relationships. I know this feeling, yes, I know this very well. Why won't you love me now? Why won't you love me now? Why won't you love me now? Joining me to talk about how we sabotage our relationships is Amber, entrepreneur and traveling hairstylist, and Raphael Tommy, the host of Can You Blame Me podcast. Welcome to Sweet Talk. Thank you. Thank you. So, folks, I got a disclaimer today. Uh, instead of my wine glass, I got my shot glass because this is really going to be a great episode. <laughs> so if y'all want, make sure you grab your shot glass, whatever it is that you're drinking out of today. So <laughs> go in here. So let's get straight to the chaser, uh, Amber and Raphael. All right. You know, why don't our relationships look like those in the movies? <laughs> mm. Ladies first. Ladies first. Okay. Um, because movies are made up, first of all. We all want this fairy tale life, and that is just not what it is. Like, we have to put in work for our relationships. And, you know, in the movie, they only got two hours. So they can make whatever happened in the movie, and they don't show what really goes behind the scenes, what goes on behind the scenes, and what real-life relationships are. So I feel like when we're looking at the TV screen, we're looking at everything summed up in two hours, minus the stuff that really goes on in relationships. Once you get in a relationship, it is work. And we just have to know that. And if you're not ready to put in the work in a relationship, then your minds will not be in one. Your minds will just stay single. That's just how I feel. All right. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk about and that work later. Raphael? Yeah, I, I totally agree with Miss Amber. Um, and what I'm going to say is, um, not, not only just the movies, I think people seeing these shows, like these reality shows, or seeing your favorite celebrity like Will and Jada and, uh, you know, um, the Kardashians for better or for worse, and they see one side of it and just seeing them portrayed in a certain light, even with the negative, it's always a happy ending in so many ways, and people trying to emulate that. It's like we all want to be our own stars to fit our own, and to fit our own agenda, you know. And the movies depict, uh, show that as well. So it's just like what Amber said, you know, it's like a false reality. Mm-hmm. All right. This yeah. is absolutely true. But yet it's still things we call relationship goals that people strive for and they're not necessarily looking to put in the work. So, you know, our topic today is how we sabotage, you know, our relationships knowingly or unknowingly, intentionally or unintentionally, mm-hmm. you know. So when we talk about that from the aspect 
you know, what role do we play in our relationships not working out? Is it us or is it always the other person? Mm, no, I feel like it can be either or. It can be us at times. You know, you have to have some growth in relationships. And when you come into relationships, you're not really supposed to bring, I know it sounds cliche, but you're not supposed to bring old baggage into your new relationships. But at the same time, it's like if you haven't really sat down and learned what makes you tick and what doesn't, what made you upset from your last relationship, you're automatically going to bring that into the new one. So I feel like it can be yourself sabotaging it and then the other person as well because they may not be healed from the last relationship either. Um, yeah, so it could be either or at this point. I agree. I totally agree. I think both parties play a significant role, you know. Um, I guess from a man's point of view, um, if if you're in a certain place mentally and you kind of tired, as a lot of y'all say, um, you can sabotage it, meaning, for example, if you know she don't like you out at certain hours and you purposely do it knowing she'll get mad and feel a certain way about it, just repeating the same thing that, that you know is going to set her fuse off over and over again because you get to the point where you just don't care. Like, instead of having that conversation and manning up and saying, hey, you know, I don't think this is going to work out, you do it to where you make her the bad guy mm-hmm. and make her have that talk with you. So... You know, as a man, I think that's one way we intentionally sabotage relationships and unintentionally, such as what, you know, Amber was speaking of, the baggage. You don't even realize it. So, um, yeah, both both kind of play a role at certain times. Mm, um, I want to add on to the unintentionally, because I forgot that part, or uh, excuse me, intentionally. Uh, women, we tend to leave the relationship way before we really decide to exit out physically. So we'll just keep dragging it along, knowing that we're kind of done. So that to me is kind of intentional. Like we'll just sit here and keep playing a game that the guy's playing, knowing that 10 months ago we were really done with the relationship anyways. So why we do that, I have no clue. But I know with myself, I no longer do that. That is just wasting a lot of time and I just don't have it. But I wanted to add that to it. Okay, well, y'all mentioned two great things. You mentioned uh, baggage and staying in relationships too long. So let's talk about baggage first. Do you think there's a such thing as good baggage? Of course. Yeah, I think so. You mean, when you say that, when you say good baggage, you mean like something that you may have carried over from your past experiences, like, you know, um, or you mean as, as you as a person? I mean, we all have baggage, right? Mm-hmm. right? We all have been hurt or have hurt someone mm-hmm. in some facet, whether it's been in an intimate relationship or uh, a friendly relationship with one of our girlfriends or boyfriends, you know, our buddies, um, you know, or whether it's some type of trauma that we've gone through growing up, you know, maybe it's abandonment by a parent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it could be anything, you know, depending on your okay. circumstances. So we all have baggage. Right. But okay. is there a thing as, you know, such as good baggage? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Um, Amber, you want to speak on that first? I, I mean, go ahead. Um, I've been taking a platform first. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I, well, I'll tell you this. Um, I had an issue that I was dealing with in, pre, in a previous relationship to where I wasn't so much as patient as I am now. Mm. It's kind of like, <laughs> and I know, uh, you know, I hate to sound like this because I don't know how your fan base is, mostly females, but I'm just going to be real. Be real, man. Be real. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing off limits here. Nothing's off limits. Yeah, man. A lot of times, you know, you may talk to your, your lady or whatever, and you may be trying to explain something to her. And the way you're trying to relay it isn't always the way it's received. So you catch yourself saying, that ain't what I'm saying. That's not what I said. You know, you may say, I, I wish I could give you an on-the-spot example, but you may say, hey, um, I like you. You know, I think you're, I like your hair when it's short. You know, I think that's a good look on you. I mean, the long the long hair is okay, too, but, you know, per- personally, I like you with the short hair. Oh, so you're trying to say I'm ugly with uh, long hair? That's not what I said. And then before you know it, it, go, it, 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 it turned into something it manifests in something bigger than what it uh, 
was in the beginning. So when you learn to be patient and just kind of talk it out, calm down, take your little five seconds or whatever you need to take and say, hey, this, you know, this explaining and talk and articulate it as opposed to it being a yelling contest, you diffusing the situation. So nowadays, if it's a simple disagreement and if it's something I'm trying to relate and it's a misunderstanding, mm. I have a I'm, I'm better at saying, you know, I'm breaking it down and, and relaying it to where not saying she understand because she get it, but just maybe the way I train, you know, the, maybe the, my technique, you see what I'm saying? So patience, I guess that's my answer. Mm. Yeah. This patience overall is okay. a way of uh, good baggage. Okay. That's a, that's a, what do you think, Amber? Yeah, that's a pretty good uh, point, learning patience. And it's so funny because I used to always pray for patience for myself. And when I got patience, I was like, well, <laughs> uh, I had to learn to go through the trials and tribulations to get there. But I'm glad and happy for you that you learned that. But um, as far as myself, I do think that there is good baggage that can come from a relationship, your prior relationships. Because to me, I always say anybody that I've been with, it was like a learning experience and a learning lesson. I never really be like, oh, I wasted my time with that person. I always come out better and on top because I've learned something. And I actually seen this quote this morning and it said, um, we we tend to look at everybody that we meet that we're going to fall or relationship wise that we're going to fall in love with them. But sometimes they're sent for us to show us what, what love is not meant to be. So that's why I'm grateful for all of the things that I went through and been through. So I learned a lot and I actually grew from it. So for with me, I have a lot of good baggage to bring to the table versus just like sour and all of this extra stuff and upset at the world and thinking every man is the same because they're not just like every female is not the same. So for me, yes, I learned from all of my past. I only had two relationships, but my past, you know, dealings or whatever that may be, um, that it's all positive for me. I learned that that is not what I deserve and that is not what I want. So I'm able to bring forth to the table way better. I totally agree. And if I want to piggyback one, one just real quick, um, I feel like in every relationship, you're going to carry some t- some sort of good baggage with you, uh, meaning that ready for better or for worse, you, you'll learn things about yourself and you'll learn what to do and what not to do, what you will tolerate, what you won't tolerate. So it kind of strengthens you as a person right. in a lot of ways as far as like your standards, you know, on what you bring to the table and what you, like I said, what you, what is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. So you always going to carry some type of, positive baggage it may not you may not realize it at first but in the long run you Mm -hmm. will right okay well we know we asked some of our listeners for thoughts about why we sabotage our relationships and these are some of the things that they had to say and you can tell me whether you agree or disagree uh we had number one was too much drama (laughs) we had some individuals (laughs) said that they always assume that the other person will eventually leave we had uh they didn't want to take responsibility for teaching someone to love them. You know, that was a, a very big mm-hmm. one. A- another big one was that they didn't trust men. Women said they didn't trust men because men are out here for everybody. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, Raphael, at some point, you, know, you can speak to that one. Uh, another, another one was relationships are too expensive uh, money and time-wise, which was a very interesting one to me. And, uh, you know, I had a guy said, women don't find me handsome, just my bank mm. account. Oh, uh, last two, uh, I seem to get nervous when things get too close. And this was a very interesting one to me. I'm too busy. I catch flights, not feelings. Mm. I haven't found the one I want to keep around. Mm. Whew, that's, that's a lot. We could have broke those down to like three parts. Yeah, Woo. so you know, jump in on any of them, and you know, tell me what you think. Agree, disagree. Mm, first of all, people tend to put their banking accounts out there, and if you're telling somebody, if you're walking into a relationship like, oh, I got X, Y, Z, I do this and I do that, you're bragging on what you have. Of course, they're gonna look at you for what you have because you're already thinking less of yourself. Not everybody is beautiful in everybody's eyes, but if you think that you're just it and that person. 
no matter what nobody else thinks, you're going to walk in the building and take the light. You're going to take the limelight. So you're not supposed to walk in telling somebody everything that you have and think that they're going to look at you differently. I just don't think that that's uh, wise for that man that didn't think he was too good on the eyes. Then another thing, I'm a traveler. I used to travel once a month before all of this stuff happened. So, and I still feel like I'm going to get my mate sent to me, my life partner, my soulmate, my best friend. I feel like he's still going to come. I can never say that I'm too busy to have a relationship if I want one. Um, you know, some people are fake happily single, and I just don't know how that is because I don't feel like we were put on this earth to be by ourselves. I just don't think that. So whoever said they're too busy, they take flights to not catch feelings, um, them flights going to be lonely sometime by yourself. Um Oh, my gosh. It was so many, but I'm going to let you have the floor for a second because I got so much to say. So go go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, could you repeat the one about the men one more time? I want to make sure I understood that one correctly. Yes, they said, uh, women said, <coughs> men are out here for everybody. You know, it's uh, Detroit versus everybody, Atlanta versus everybody. Mm-hmm. Men yeah. for everybody. <laughs> See... I, I think that comes from past trauma and past experience for being hurt and, you know, betrayed. And it's one of those things where all men are dogs, you know. Um, just don't don't let the uh, few be affected by the many. You know what I'm saying? So just because you might have... And then at the same time, somebody told me this too. Uh, a lot of times you are what you attract. So if you... You may be dating the same type of person or the same person, just a different surface, mm-hmm. outer surface, you know. So you might have to change something about you. And before you come to that conclusion and saying that men only fit this particular type of, you know, uh, standard or category, because uh, I think a lot of time we catch straight bullets from the actions of others, man. I don't think that's for us. So I totally disagree with that because it's just as much as good men out here as it is you know um and women too same mm-hmm. thing it's, it's a good balance it's, it's good and bad out here i i don't know why um everybody puts the thing on men like everybody is putting the pressure on men like men are not supposed to cry men are supposed to be these big macho guys like it's not or or men they're the only ones that mess up in a relationship it's not always the man like females again this goes back from the question that you said um do we sabotage our relationships females do it too they put so much pressure on the men like america or society or instagram social media that it's just i feel like it's not fair to the guys that always have this put on them like what about the females we are not these princesses that don't mess up because we do <laughs> so i just want to add that <laughs> okay that's not fair for you guys i feel bad for y'all <laughs> All right, so uh, I feel bad for us too. <laughs> so I mean, it's a lot of pressure out there. I mean, I'm glad that I'm not single anymore because it, it's a whole lot of pressure out there, especially with social media. You know, now it, it's just mm-hmm. a lot. So, with that being said, what would you say that women think is the most component, most important component to a relationship? Um, men that listen. <laughs> I think that, uh, first of all, you have to know your love language when you come into a relationship because not everybody feels like, not everybody is the same, but I think this is where I could do the stereotypical thing. A lot of guys tend to not listen. They tend to shut down and don't know how to communicate. Now, I know not all guys are like that, but I haven't ran into a guy, my brothers, my cousins, my uncle, anybody that can actually sit down and take the time to listen before they actually shut down. Um, so I think that's most important for me. I mean, besides, you know, the, the thing with me, I'm like, no, it has to be God first because God first with me, everything else will fall in place. Yes, we have to work toward it, but I just know that we have to have a higher power that's going to make us work and put us, if he put us together, no man can break us apart. We just got to work toward it. But so Raphael, what would, what would you say about men listening? Is it that you don't listen or is it that women are not? communicating or articulating what they're saying in a manner that you comprehend? Mm. I like the way you put it. <laughs> uh, I, it's a two-part answer for that. Um, first, I want to say the listening part goes, she said she hasn't uh, met anybody, and man yet that uh, tends to listen. And it goes back 
to what we were talking about earlier about the baggage, you know, and like I said, you take good baggage just like you take bad baggage, but that's something I had to work on. And a lot of times the arguments, you know, uh, you be so busy trying to get your point across and you looking at it like I'm the man of the house and you know what I say goes and you got like a certain mentality that she just much of a lead. Y'all walk, uh, you know, she don't, I, this is just my opinion. I don't think she walks behind me. She walks mm-hmm. beside me. So she's the queen of the house. I'm the king of the house. So we both be, we both pick and choose and we both be submissive to each other. So if she's speaking on something and she's upset about something, uh, even if it is a tense moment, I'm going to get her to flow and listen. You know, um, so that's something I actually incorporate now. Even if I'm totally disagree with what she's saying, I'm going to get her the same respect she give me that, that you know, that she deserves. So uh, it's a work in progress. I think it's, it's uh, kind of depend on the person and, you know, ego plays a role at all and pride and all that good stuff come into play. So, and, what, uh, so what advice would you give a woman that's listening on how to tell her mate that he's not listening? Mm. Well, I would say it's all about not what you say, but how you say it. So you don't want to have that conversation in the heat of the moment. Definitely don't want to have it in the heat of the moment. You know, you you really want to wait till like maybe a couple of days later or when things settle down, just based off y'all vibe. I can't really put no time on it, but just based on y'all chemistry, y'all, uh, pretty connection um set her aside one day and and, and and set him aside one day and let him know like hey babe you know you're gonna be free today um, let's have a talk about something because he comfortable he relaxed you know you run his water give him a little side fish his dinner and stuff you know set him up set him up for that trail real nice you see what i'm saying and then <laughs> you know set him down and talk to him he'll be more uh he'll be more um He'll be able to reciprocate it a little better. So that that's what I think about it. I like I like how you said set them up for that trap. <laughs> yeah. Cause so, you know, a lot of times the ESA it's an ego thing for us. Okay. So what would you say is the most important thing for men in a relationship? Most important thing for men in a relationship. Um <laughs> ooh, I think sharing uh I don't want to get a cliche. I don't want to get, a, you know, the cliche, you know, so the typical, like, you know, be the provider and protect. And I'm trying to put a little different spin to it. I want to go back to what we just said. I think we should equally be uh, be the lead, you know. Um, no, no, our... no, no. I let, let me rephrase it. Okay, rephrase. Okay, okay. From a man's standpoint, as a man, when you go okay. into a relationship, what okay. is the most important thing for you? Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I apologize about that. Um, no, no apologies. <laughs> yeah. Um. I I need to have myself for the, for the relationship to be successful. The most important thing for me to have myself together, meaning mentally, uh, financially, spiritually, just pretty much be well rounded to where I can get my hundred percent. So, if I'm not where I need to be, um. Personally, as far as my situation, whatever it may be, I'm not going to be able to give you my uh, all mm-hmm. in a relationship. So for me to set us up for success, I just need to be uh, pretty much in a successful point where I feel I may should be successful, whether it's spiritually, mentally, or physically. But what do you need from her? And what I need from her is um, for her to be a team mm-hmm. player. For her, for her to meet me halfway, you know what I'm saying? When I say halfway, I don't mean like as far as like financially. Halfway mean like uh, just be there to support if I'm down and just uh, pretty much don't come in um, with that certain baggage that you may have from the last relationship and pretty much just be a supporter. Just be a supporter, be able to pick me up when I'm down, you know, um, and just be there to let me know you got me on the back end, regardless of whatever may occur. He got me speechless here so, because he I'm like, wow, that sounds really good. You might have to shut me up a little bit. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just like, wow, I'm listening. And when you said, I loved when you said like the man is the king and the lady is the queen. We walk beside each other. Um, that is amazing because most 
people think that we're supposed to walk, you know, behind the woman is supposed to have her man's back or the man's supposed to have the woman's back, which I feel like if we're equal, we're coming into this together. We're going to walk side by side. I'm a I, I'm iron sharpens iron. I'm a boost you up as well as I want you to boost me up. Um, and I like the point that you said that you wanted to have you all the way together. Um, that's what I'm actually doing now. I'm in my sitting period. And that is so important. When you don't have you together, you're not able to love on somebody correctly because you're not mentally there. So getting you together in any relationship before you walk into it, whether it be a friendship, a job, anything, you need to make sure you have you in order. So when you said that, that had me put my eyes big, like, wow, that's what I'm doing right now. So <laughs> I just want to applaud you on that, if anything. I appreciate that, man. And uh, I think it has a lot. See, I'm, I'm over here. Y'all got an accent. <laughs> Sound like y'all may be in the Midwest <laughs> or the Northeast area. If y'all, y'all uh, like in Jersey. New York, New Jersey, Jersey <laughs> Philly. I'm okay. In, I'm, in Flo- I'm in Florida, but I'm from the Jersey, Philly. The Philly, okay. South Jersey area. So it, yeah, because it's, it's coming through my my it's coming through my like my uh, <laughs> my sound waves. I'm picking it up. <laughs> but the reason I brought that up is because you know we got a different culture down here. You know, it's more it ain't as as stereotypical as people think it is. But we still have those core values where the man, you know, it, it he treats his woman, you know, the chivalry and you know make her feel special and. You know, it's it's kind of like you still kind of give her the flow and let her know it's her world just as much as your world. So I think it's more of a cultural thing in some um, ways. Yeah, and how you were brought up. Like, I tend to know that people that were right. brought up with both of their parents or in a marriage are more wholesome than those that are like, just has single parent homes, not saying that there are no successful relationships out of those who came from a single parent home, but I know myself, my parents, they wound up getting a divorce after so many years, but they were together for uh, 21 plus years. I can't really put the exact number on it, but you know, me growing up, I was an adult when they got a divorce. So me growing up with my parents, you know, both of them, it played a major part, even my grandparents and my great grandparents. So everybody around me, as far as my elders were married. So I think that that definitely plays a bigger part in how you are. Definitely. That I think that definitely is true. I think it gives you something to look at, to mirror. You know, we talked about movies and, and why our relationships don't look like those on Hollywood. But I think it's also because a lot of us grow up not seeing what love mm-hmm. looks like. And I think that's a big reason of how we end up sabotaging mm-hmm. our relationships is because we're looking for something that doesn't exist or we're, or, you know, we're chasing this idea that we've never actually seen in motion. So um, my next question for you is because I asked what was the most important component in a relationship? What are, you know, what are deal breakers? I know what you need, but what's that thing that says that makes you say, mm. yeah, no, um, I'll go ahead for me. I, I am a Christian woman. I believe in God. I'm spiritual and all that. So if I have somebody that's coming to me, that's an atheist or whatever, I'm not against anybody in what they believe in. But for me, I have to have God in my relationship and I have to have him first. Um, also, oh, men or I I don't call men men until they have fully grown into being a man. I usually use the word guys. So guys that live with their mother, I don't mind you being without goals and ambitions. I don't mind you saying, okay, I have to buy a house. So, or I want to buy a house. So I'm going to move back with my mother and I have a, a, a year or two year plan. That is different. But when you have someone that is literally just living at their parents' house and don't have any goals or ambition. That to me is a deal breaker because I, my previous relationship, I accepted that. And that was very hard for me because it's just like, I'm dealing with a child. I don't want to say raising a child because I don't have children and I don't raise any person that's, I don't raise anybody, but dealing with that, that definitely was a deal breaker. Now, when we talk about um, the inside, how the person is, the attitude and all of that, a lot of people have things that they need to deal with with a therapist. And I feel like therapists are okay to go to because they were put on earth for us. So if you have anything that happened in your past that caused trauma or anything, and you're very angry and you tend to drink, but over a drink, 
that's a deal breaker for me. Um, but I'm mostly forgiving and I'm more easygoing. But those th- three things, living with your parents and you don't have any backup plan, um, you have things and issues that you need to deal with. As far as talking to a therapist, I'm even a woman that could pray for you and with you. But if you got to go through a therapist, go ahead. And then also um, the third thing, I forgot what it was. But y'all heard what I said. But that that is my three deal. That is my three deal. <laughs> like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. It's interesting that she identified guys versus men. So before you answer that, Raphael, I just want to know what distinguishes, I mean, you told me about guys, but what makes a man, a guy, a man, what makes a guy, a man? Okay. You, what, Amber. Oh, what makes a guy, oh, a man? Okay. Hmm. A man that, mm-hmm, cause you said there's is. a difference. Guys, guys are out here walking around. They want tons of women they picking from this one this one this one they let social media just take over their mind and they not really mentally stable saying they want to settle down and they want a wife or if you don't desire to be a wife you want a long-time partner um a, a man is somebody that's like listen i know i had some things going on from back then but i'm ready to stand up and learn myself that's why i applauded him because when he said i'm i'm learning myself i'm learning what makes me tick what doesn't that makes you whole to me because you actually took the time to learn yourself to grow up to have your responsibilities in order not wanting to move into this female's apartment or her home or however it goes you come and you bring things to the table um that guys can't like i feel like guys are just out here just living for the moment a man has his dreams his goals his ambitions in order, he possibly wants to be a husband, playing a family, and he knows what he wants in life, and he's ready to take it to the next level with just one person, not multiple people. I think the men listening would love to hear, you know, what you, your definition of what a guy versus a man is. So I think that might be very helpful for the man out there or the guy out there listening who wants to transform, you know, from a guy to a man and get his shit together. <laughs> So Raphael, uh yeah. <laughs> you can you can either, you know, piggyback on that or you can just jump right back to the question about deal breakers from a man's perspective. Uh okay. I just real quick, I just piggyback off of that if you don't mind it, and then I speak on the deal breakers. But real quick, um, I think a man is a, a stand up person, you know, who live off morals and principles, you know. Um some for better or for worse, but Pretty much not being compromised by others and not easily influenced. Um, and knowing when to be, you know, when to pick or choose your battle and uh, when to be vulnerable, transparent, when to be submissive. And it's not always about having the, I call it a piece <laughs> of context. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you got to, like they say, play checks, not checkers. And you, you're trying to play the marathon. So you don't want to trick yourself off the street off of a, temporary bad decision because people think you a punk you know that's a boy it's a little boy mentality you know a man gonna go to you and apologize you know and say hey bro you know i messed up i made a mistake can we figure this out so you know um that's that's just a real quick snippet on that and then as far as a deal breaker in a relationship uh it's crazy when she gave that example about somebody living with their parent because that was me at one point and i actually that same situation would cause me to leave that relationship is because uh i know i'm getting off subject a little bit but i'm not but i was involved in a fatal attraction a while back some years ago and uh she had put me in a position where i had to move back home for a period of time Mm -hmm. to get my stuff back together and during that time i did meet another young lady and it was probably too early i admit that but i explained to her the situation and she still was kind of like belittling me in some mm-hmm. ways at my lowest point and saying stuff like, you know, you in your 30s and you still living with your mom. You see what I'm saying? But I told mm-hmm. her the situation. So it's like, it's kind of like inconsiderate and it's also selfish in some ways. And when I say selfish, uh, it, 
it, it was times where she may come in contact with an ex-boyfriend or text and talk to other people around me and I have a talk to her about it and she refused to be accountable for it and admit that that was disrespectful or admit her wrong in it or if she don't agree it's kind of like just trying to understand my respect my perspective and how I felt about it so it's like being selfish and being accountable and being considerate you know but now the crazy thing is now that I moved out and not trying to brag but I pretty Mm. much surpassed where she at now she reached back out to me when she realized that I'm Mm. at the point where she wanted me to be so I that was that was a deal breaker okay well it's interesting to me because I thought the number one thing that both of you might have said was cheating, which mm. surprised me because it wasn't. Well, I think that's a form of cheating, though. Um, I think that's a form of cheating, though. If, if you know, if you talking to somebody and you talking to other men while they're around. It may not be physically mm-hmm. cheating, but it's still a and form of cheating. Same thing with what I said when I said he only wants one woman. Like that just summed it up. If you have more than one, then that's cheating and I'm that's unacceptable. Okay. So now that we're talking about cheating, mm-hmm. I guess since I brought it up, Raphael, why do men expect women to stay in cheating relationships but balance when the Uh-oh. shoe is on the other foot? From a man's perspective, not necessarily yours, but mm. you know, from your homeboy's perspective. Uh uh. That's a good one. Man, you came with it. Um, I think I think it's 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 like a generational curse, man. It's just the way society programmed and trained us to kind of have that mentality like the man is suspected to be forgiven and the women is like one strike, you know. Uh and it's I guess it's women tend to be more forgiving than men. So it's like one of those type of things I could push you. You only I'm only allowed for you for me to push you mm-hmm. as far as you let, you know, if I say that right. But it's like you give me this leeway. If you give me a, a, a mm-hmm. inch, I'm gonna take a foot. You know what I mean? So it's kind of one of those type of things. We tend to kind of draw the line in the sand and kind of have like set our boundaries and stand to stand on them. And uh, women tend to, you know, like I said, be a little bit more forgiving. So it's kind of like we exploit it and take advantage of it in some ways because we know. You know, she'll take me back. You know, she's just bad right now. When with us, our pride and ego hurt so bad, and then our partners don't talk about us and look at us crazy, like a simp. That we like, man, I can't be looking looking like this in the street, man. You know, so mm. I think that play a major role. Amber, um, thoughts? I, I, he's good. I mean, he, yeah. So here's my next question, right? Everybody has a type, but what if the <laughs> one that you're seeking? Isn't necessarily Ooh, the one that you need. So I'm gonna start with Raphael, right? Raphael, okay. mm-hmm. why do you think women enter in relationships that they know are doomed? Why do women enter relationships that they know are doomed? You are in a relationship with someone. You know this relationship isn't going anywhere. Gotcha. Why do you think that the woman continues to stay? Gotcha. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, from from what I hear and from my, my female friends and just from being around different people, I guess the fear of being lonely just to have somebody there. So even though, you know, you know that, that they may be, they may have a drinking problem. They may be a cheater. They may be a freeloader. You know, they may be eating up, <laughs> drinking all your Capri Suns from your child's refrigerator. You know, they may be doing all that, but at the end of the night, you just, you know, uh, you got somebody there with you and, you know, somebody to kind of celebrate Valentine's with and carry around the family with and you know it's like a you want to portray a certain image and you're so busy trying to please and prove yourself to everybody else that Mm -hmm. you ain't even really happy with yourself so i think a lot of women deal with that man you know not just a fear of not being able to get that little you know uh those uh deliveries at work you know or breakfast in bed so you can tell your homegirls about it we don't really stress it like that and I think women put more emphasis on it. Okay. So, Amber, why do you think men enter into relationships with women knowing that they're not ready to um, give her what she same wants? Same thing, just being comfortable, wanting somebody there, 
because of her looks. Like, you know, it's always the one that everybody wants. And then when that man get her, it might not even be the winning one. Or like you said, it's doomed, but he got her. So he going to just flaunt her around and show her off. So it's kind of, to me, just about pleasing, being a people pleaser for everybody else before you actually please yourself, if that makes sense. Let's play a quick game before our time runs out here. All right. It's called Mm -hmm. Stay or Go. Mm -hmm. So what if a person you're seeing, their sex game isn't on point, but everything else is great? Stay or go? (laughs) Oh, damn. You said they sex game good. They say they're not good, but everything else on point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got to go. All right. <laughs> Compatibil- compatibility, trust, love, looks, economic status. Which one of these goes? Looks. Because your looks change over time. Like, your looks change over time. That's just it. <laughs> I agree with her. Physical attraction versus personality. personality. Hmm. Yeah. Personality. So women often say, you know, I can't find a good man. I can't. And then men say, I'm a good man. And then I find a woman, but then she says, I'm not hood or street enough. Okay. So what makes us. Okay. So what's the question? I'm sorry. So the question is, you know, what makes a woman say he's the one? Oh, it could be a lot of things, but I'm compatibility, how you mesh together. Because to me right now, I'm not even going for the looks. I'm being honest. And I don't care how hood or street. I actually don't want a hood or street one. You could be corny as Steve Urkel. Urkel, excuse me. But if we're compatible together, then I feel like we got something here. Because compatibility, a lot of people aren't compatible. So that makes me say he's the one. And I haven't found him yet. Or he hasn't found me. So, yeah. (laughs) Raphael, Mm -hmm. why do you think men are intimidated by women? What makes... Uh, from a man's standpoint, because a lot of women are trying to become wifey. Mm-hmm. What makes that woman wifey material? What makes a woman? So is that two questions? You saying what makes us intimidated and what That's makes no wife? Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, I think when men are intimidated by women, uh, I guess the number one reason is their status. You know, she's financially stable. Let's say, for example, she a nurse or a uh, teacher or whatever her profession is and she bring it home 70 80,000 and you only bring it home 40 to 50 it's like you already feel inferior you see what I'm saying so like when you see somebody got something going on with they got something going on with themselves going something good for themselves it's like you less likely kind of you got to come with it you got to come with your A game because you know she not needing for nothing she don't need you she good with well She's going to be good as far as her, you know, living standards, but maybe not as far as like having a companion, but you know she can tend for herself. So a lot of times we want somebody who we like the feeling of knowing we are needed or wanted, as sad as it is to say. So I think that's one of the biggest intimidation factors. Um, The other one is, uh, oh man, I'm sorry. (laughs) What was the other question? You said... uh, what makes a woman wifey material? Wife material. Um, I guess I go back to the answer I said before. You know, just somebody who loyal and like a like I said, a team player. I can't emphasize that enough. Who knows that you know you're gonna you was with me sleeping on the floor on the air mattress, mm-hmm. and now you sleeping in our four bedroom house. You know, they they was mm-hmm. there's somebody who support me through thick and thin. Okay. You know, yeah. So we've been talking about you know different. Uh, components of relationships of how we sabotage them things that we do so what advice would you give to change or how to identify that they're sabotaging their relationships mm. because some people don't know um oh go ahead i to men just listen to your lady First of all, before you get in it, know what, exactly what you want, know what you're going to accept and know what you're not going to accept. Uh, I guess this goes for everybody, but I, men, women cannot stress enough to be good listeners and learn your lady's love language and learn what she likes, what she loves. And just, again, listen to her. <laughs> Seriously, just learn to listen. <laughs> <sighs> that's the biggest thing in my book. But basically, that's it. Just be a good listener. Because after you listen to your lady, all else is going to fall into place. You know what she likes. You know what she loves. 
And then after that, y'all just gonna make magic. That's just it. I would say pay attention to the red flags, you know. Um and and if it's if your gut feeling tell you this is what it is, but you in denial, then you might want to go with your gut. Like, you know, if it's behavioral pattern change and if it seems to be a little distant and nonchalant and uh, repeating the same offense over and over again, you know, if he ain't the same person he was a year ago or six months ago, then it might have been a motive there or it might have been, mm. you know, um, you might have got finessed, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, I ain't really want to snitch on. I'm, I'm, I'm with the Brotherhood <laughs> community, so I'm just gonna give y'all a little bit of that. <laughs> but I, I'll leave y'all with that right though on that question. Well, I don't think it's snitching. I think you know the conversation is to kind of help brothers understand right. what women are expecting from them, That's true. and vice versa, so that we can have healthy relationships. If we mm-hmm. have healthy relationships, then we all succeed. So that's true. That's I, real. I got one last, you know, question, and this is directed towards you, Raphael, and then Amber, you can chime in if you want. But there's a lot of women that are in relationships or stay in relationships with guys, and they tell the guys up front that I'm not looking to be dating long term. I'm looking to be with someone that I'm going to eventually marry. And then they look back and they find Mm. themselves in the same relationship for three years and they're still not married i mean how long should a woman realistically stay in a relationship with a guy before she realizes that Mm. they're not getting married you can't really put no time on that and that's funny you brought it up because i had a whole segment about this and that deal breakers with that um, episode and you can't really put a time on it because like i said we may be in a relationship, but we not we may not be ready for marriage. We may just be together. We may not be financially stable. We may, you know, uh, still got some things we need to work on as far as our personal situation. Um, so me, like I said, I I need to be in a position where I can, you know, provide. And if something was to go left, I can cover the both of us. Not just, you know, I can't <laughs> emotion and just being in love ain't paying the bills. So it may it, it takes time to get to that point, to get to that level. Because I've been in a situation um, to where, you know, that that question has been presented to me, and now it's coming together to why I chose to wait because uh, I wasn't stable. So sometimes it takes years, and and, and or sometimes it may take you know months, mm-hmm. depending on the situation, how severe it is. So. Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't really. Yeah. I feel like once a Amber man knows thought- that he's stable, then that's when you guys could talk about like getting in a relationship because then you guys put to the put on the table what you actually want. So that goes with like getting in a relationship, not knowing what you want, and just saying, "Oh, eventually I want to get married." But if you don't have a game plan, saying like, "Listen." I want to be married within the next five years. Let's work. Then what's the sense of getting in a relationship with another person that really wants to be married in the next couple of years? So again, that goes with being compatible or, you know, talking out with putting everything on the table in the beginning, because I know from a lot of experience that experiences that I have lately, when you know, you know, that's what they said with a man. When you know, you know, when you see that woman and you meet her and you actually take her on a few dates or whatever, you know that's your wife from the beginning. And I know a couple people that got married off of that, and they still are married from today or till today. So I think you know you, when you know, you know. Well, I want to thank you both for joining us. Thank you, Amber and Raphael, for stopping by and visiting us on the show. I hope that you stop by again. If you want to hear some more of Raphael's perspective coming from a man's point of view, you can stop by and visit his podcast on Can You Blame Me? It's on Apple and Spotify as well. And, you know, once again, y'all, you know, thanks. Your insight was great. I'm sure it's going to help somebody out there that's listening because we all want to know, you know, how can we make our lives better? How can we make our relationships better? How can we grow better? And so I definitely thank you for your input. And I definitely want you to stop by and visit us again. Final yes, thoughts. thank you Any for having me. It was say. nice to meet you, Raphael. And I definitely would be a guest again. Just let me know when. Yeah, same here. Thank you. Uh, thank you for the platform. Um, Amber, I appreciate it. And both of y'all are welcome to at some point do a part two. And uh, yeah.
I, I appreciate the opportunity, man. Thank you. Truth is, we all bring baggage into relationships. However, as long as we follow these tips, our baggage won't be so heavy. Share your past experiences, these things that may affect your current behavior. Be open about issues that you're working on. Be open about things that can trigger you. Also, talk to your partner about past experiences that symbolize what you do differently in this new relationship. Share your traumas that help you create healthy boundaries. We'd like to hear from you. What are some relationship items that you'd like to discuss? Visit our website or social media page and let us know what you have to say. Thank you for joining us this week on Sweet Talk. If you've enjoyed our show, make sure you subscribe to our channel so you'll never miss an episode. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, or Google Play. Reach out with your questions to sweettalklive at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook or Twitter at Sweet Talk Lane. You can also send us a voice message. You can find the link on our Facebook or Twitter page. Until then, sip responsibly and keep the conversations flowing. What's up, y'all? We back at it again. Welcome back. And before we get up out of here, I just want to tell each and every listener, I appreciate you for real for giving the episode and giving the podcast a listen, just giving it a chance. Even if you, even if this your first and last time, man, I appreciate you for just giving it a chance, man. But if you did by chance enjoy the content and enjoy the episode, please like, share, and subscribe, and tell a friend. Like, share, subscribe, and tell a friend to tell a friend because I can't stress enough about how important that is and what that do to help the algorithm out and to help get exposure to the brand and, you know, just help us grow as a whole, man. I remember everything that everybody do for me on the way up, so please, man, just be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Um, as far as my sponsors, man, shout out to K-Glow Essentials. Kimberly Tucker, y'all, make sure y'all check her out on Facebook and Instagram. And I think she just launched her website. Y'all make sure to check out K-Glow Essentials. What she do, she sell like natural body essentials like lotion, cocoa butter, uh, oatmeal soap, uh, shea soap. Man, and it works. It works. It definitely works, man. I've been using mine for like two weeks now. I already got like a glow in my skin. Folks think I'm pregnant. Uh, next up, we got my boy Arlo, Reggie Lowe. Shout out to RAL Advisor, man. Y'all make sure y'all check him out if y'all need any type of credit consulting. If y'all trying to buy a house or car or, you know, just trying to repair your credit, man. Need some advice and uh, trying to get with the program and join his uh, his program. Y'all get in contact with him at RALAdvisor.com, man. He, he's very busy now, but he can book y'all an appointment, man. Y'all go check him out. Last but not least, shout out to SuperiorAutoCoverage.com. SuperiorAutoCoverage.com is a roadside assistance company that provides 19 services that's worth $150,000. That includes uh, tire change, uh, lockout services, of course, towing up to 100 miles, and it's unlimited. AAA on steroids. Please visit SuperiorAutoCoverage.com. And with that being said, y'all, appreciate y'all again. Thank you for tuning in. We out of here. Don't.